This is What's Working, a show about the realities of life at work. These are true stories recorded in the offices that inspired them. This podcast is brought to you by Managed by Q, the first tool designed for workplace teams. Hey everyone, it's Emily. This week's episode of What's Working is about miscommunication. I worked at an elementary school in Thailand teaching English for a while, and there was a lot of miscommunication that happened there, not just because of the language barrier, though. Um, There was a more cultural thing about no one wanting to inconvenience me. So by that, I mean... I would sometimes show up to school and it would be closed. There would be a holiday or something like that. Or I would show up to school and my students were all on a field trip or like taking tests or something. And so I just didn't have any classes that day. And no one wanted to be the one to tell me that my classes were canceled or that, you know, there was a holiday. So for whatever reason... I never really figured it out how to get someone to tell me that. But at a certain point, you just have to say, well, as the Thais say, sabai, sabai, which is like, just go with the flow, (laughs) whatever. And then you just adjust. But we have great stories for you this week about miscommunication in the office. Enjoy. My name is Vince. I uh, work at Managed by Q as the head of design, and I happen to be Dutch, which is not a problem at all. <laughs> um, we grew up as a very English-speaking country. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no dubbing or anything involved. So, I think I was fluent in English like at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So, working in the states is no problem at all. But there are some exceptions <laughs> as to what I think is normal to say, which causes like lots of confusion because the Dutch language is very, very rich in sayings mm-hmm. and like old little things that don't make any sense mm-hmm. outside anywhere. Idioms. Idioms. Mm-hmm. Did not know that word. Yeah. So I, I thought they were called sayings here. Um, there are sayings uh-huh. and idioms are like a type of saying. For example, like three sheets to the wind, mm-hmm. meaning drunk. Like it's yeah, confusing no. because you don't, if you, unless you know the context for what that is or that you know that's an idiom. Yeah, Got you it. would have no idea. So now give me an example of just a saying, which is not an idiom. Um, like a penny saved is a penny earned. Oh, that's pretty literal. Yeah. And an idiom is like, if you've never seen an old sailing boat, you would have no idea what they're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Idioms. So we're not going to talk about sayings today. We're going to talk about idioms. idioms. The, the current Dutch language still loves idioms. Mm-hmm. So we use them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, to the confusion of my coworkers, sometimes will literally translate into English, <laughs> thinking that that's a totally normal thing to do. So the most recent one I can remember was I was talking to a coworker and he was going to do something that I didn't agree with, but I was going to let it slide. So I was going to say, so I said to him, it was like, Mm, I don't know, but I'll see it through the fingers. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'll see it through the fingers. I'll see okay. it through the fingers, which means that I just like, I put my hand in front of my eye, so I can't see what he's doing, but I'm peeking through my fingers. 
put up a show that I cannot see, see what's going on. He loved it. Like as soon as I explained, it's so good. Uh, it, it 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 makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, when I explained it, explained it to him, then there is ones that are much more closer to the English language, but they're still confusing because mm -hmm. they're like slightly different. Uh, so the other day, I said to someone, uh, "I got out of bed with my wrong leg." <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason. <laughs> In my mind, I imagine you with like a peg leg and pulling that up first. It means I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> um, which I think in English, you said I got out of the wrong side of the bed, right? I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And yeah. what, what does that mean? That doesn't, you're it means you're in a bad mood. Yeah, same mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. right, so that one's not actually not that different. Uh, still raised some eyebrows when I said right. no in, the, in a meeting the other day. When I walked in in the morning, I was like, <laughs> got out of bed with my wrong leg. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one that I used the other day, which was, that's a far from my bed show. <laughs> that, wait. <laughs> yes. So it was a thing that was happening that I couldn't care less about. Mm. So like, that's a far from my bed show. So like that is, show is happening so far away from my bed that I don't that care. Don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> So because it was like some other department was doing something and I heard someone tried to inform me on it and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I love that. And it's like so, so much more interesting than I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think right. the, the worst one was actually wasn't happened at this company. It was happened at a different, a different one. And someone was explaining a story. It was like a little embarrassing. So I pressed them on it and keep pressing him on it. Mm -hmm. So like to tell him what the whole truth was. So as soon as he finally convinced us like, oh no, it was because it, and this happened. And I said, ha ha, now the monkey comes out of the sleeve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, is such a normal thing to say in the Netherlands. And I never seen like a group that large is so confused like what I was saying. <laughs> My name is Blake. I'm a product manager, and this story is about a former role that I had as a management consultant, which was my first job out of undergrad. So we were essentially setting up for a workshop with the client, so a handful of folks from their team. It was myself, my manager, and the partner on the project, and me being kind of like the younger, like upstart person. I think I was, you know, trying to get everything ready and like was maybe vocalizing like a lot of my thoughts of we should do this with the team, we should do this with the team, getting all the markers in the right places yeah. and the papers on the table, like all, all that good stuff. So we're working on that for, you know, maybe 20 minutes in the morning, the partner steps out to take a call, everything's kind of ready to go. So the manager is sitting at the like conference table and I'm kind of sitting in a chair behind her, kind of like in the corner of the room, just kind of waiting for people to show up. And I get a text message and this is, verbatim exactly what the text message says and it's from my manager who's sitting in the room with me but can't like see me so there's no eye contact mm -hmm. uh, and it said I wish I could put a muzzle on Blake he's driving me nuts <gasps> yeah so my heart starts racing it's oh, racing right now no. even just thinking about this situation just totally dumbstruck like what, what do I do do I respond what do I say do I pretend like I didn't get it <laughs> uh, so I I just got up and like left the room mm -hmm. and just like didn't make eye contact just kind of like skated out and then 
two minutes later, like a flurry of text messages from her, like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like that was meant for my husband. It's an inside joke. Like, I think we were just like freaking out the partner, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like totally clueless on, on how to handle the situation. Right. Uh, so I walked around for a good probably 30 minutes just like getting away from that conference yeah. room and thinking about it. Uh, and I did end up just letting her off the hook. And I was kind of like, okay, like no problem. I was just like trying to step up and be excited. I'll, t I'll tone it down, like no worries. Uh, and yeah, just kind of let her off the hook. I wasn't really sure what else to do about it. Oh my God. How do you feel about that now? Like, would you have done the same thing? Um, Still a little traumatized by it, yeah. but I think, no, I think in retrospect, I should have said something because it just kind of like hung over our relationship for the rest of the duration of the project, which was like many, many months after that. And I think I, from that point on, like just thought that she always had some inner dialogue about me that she wasn't sharing. And we had a hard time actually like working together after that, I think. Pretty classic, like text message goes to the wrong person <laughs> thing. But in that context, like staring at the back of her head, reading the text, text message, uh, was pretty freaky. My name is Jordan Husney, and I'm the CEO and founder of a company called Parable. I uh, was working at this technology company in the Midwest that had offices all over the world, and I was at HQ. And we bought a company in Germany, and a bunch of the Germans wanted to move to Minnesota. Don't know why, but all of a sudden, there are a bunch of German people. <laughs> And I was really young. I, I had already been at that company for, oh, I don't know, maybe seven years or so. Uh, but I was 24-ish, I think. So still pretty young in mentality and, and not really sure of myself. And uh, my boss, who uh, I won't use his real name, we'll call him Heinrich, he was a new manager. So not only was he in a new culture, in a new place, away from his girlfriend, soon to be fiance, but he was all of a sudden managing a bunch of Midwestern Americans and managing folks for the very first time. And I wouldn't call this place a high pressure environment, mm -hmm. but he was very German. Like he wanted to know what was about to happen before it happened and when it was going to happen and who was going to do it and that sort of stuff. We had a, uh, colleague who had left and had left a very valuable server and I needed to get into that server and get some stuff off of it and I needed to do something with that stuff and no one knew how to get into this box anymore and replacing it wasn't going to be easy so my task was to figure out what to do about it and I tried all day Thursday and I tried all day Friday and then it became the weekend and I sent a note on Friday being like, oh, I'm not getting into this thing, but I'm going to try on the weekend. And I tried on Saturday. Then I tried all night on Sunday. And I sent a note um, late on Sunday that was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Tried my hardest, but I couldn't get the job done. Here's what I'm facing. We're probably going to have to contact this person. Um, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Sorry. And he sent back a one-line email late on Sunday and it was just three words it said this is unacceptable full stop <laughs> period at the end and oh man my mind went a thousand different directions I was like well, what's this me my job what I'm doing what is this and then unacceptable like to my 
American ears, you don't use the word unacceptable unless strong you're language. about to get fired, you know? Right. And that's what I thought. Like, I thought that I was going to dress up on Monday morning for a talking to. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was really scared about it. And I was also really angry. And I remember mm. feeling like, you know, I want to talk to this guy outside. Again, I was like really young and stupid. <laughs> that's how I felt. And I had a printer next to my computer in the bedroom and something about it caught my eye as I was about to go out the door. And I had this moment of inspiration and I decided to print his email and I brought it in to the office with me and I put it down on his desk and I couldn't tell, like when I approached him, like I'm taking his weather, he seemed like the same old Heinrich as usual. And I, and I put it down in front of him. I'm like, Hey, can you read this email for me out loud? Like in the tone you intended it? And he said, well, this is unacceptable with like a little shrug at the end. And I'm like, oh, oh, like that? Like with a little shrug? And he's like, yeah, why? why? What's going on here? And I'm like, oh, I thought we were going to have to fight and I was getting fired. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is unacceptable. We would never say that to each other here in America. Like, what is this? Can you tell me what this means? And he's like, oh, this whole situation, just everything. It's unacceptable. That's how we talk. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh. And then, you know, we had a talk about our differences in culture. Thanks to Vince, Blake, and Jordan for sharing their stories with us. I know that you have a story about The Office, and I want to hear about it. Email me at whatsworking.com at managedbyq.com. Also, we have a fun little bonus for you. Here is Vince explaining a few more Dutch words. A couple of Dutch words are definitely, so you call a tortoise, you call them a tortoise. Uh-huh. Uh, we call them shield frogs. Oh my God. <laughs> we call gloves, hand shoes. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Well, then there's the, the, the straight up absurd ones. If you really think about it, we actually call this, it, we call it this every time. So a ladybug, we call them our dear Lord's little animal. Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think we call toilet seat? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, but toilet seat is so literal. <laughs> How can you get more literal? Yeah. Like gloves? <laughs> you know, that's just a made up word. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Vince. What? We call them our toilet glasses. 